0: Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. Welcome back to another episode. And tonight I want to talk about bringing the community in and bringing the community together. And I had a lot of situations where I had the opportunity to do this. And when I first became principal of this high poverty building in 99-2000, Uh, It was my first building and as a principal at least, and I had to build trust not only with the staff, but with the community as well. And we needed to change the culture of the school and build support for the kids and the community and turn it into a safe uh, environment. We wanted the school to be a safe place for everybody and kind of the central point of the neighborhood. So we started getting involved with a lot of different organizations uh, in that area And to keep kids safe, we walked them home to the apartments, which were the projects, and that was actually three blocks away. So we actually went beyond what we were supposed to do and had patrols all the way down three blocks away and even had uh, adults positioned all the way to get kids home. And there were many times I walked kids all the way to their house and to their door for a lot of different reasons, but um, especially to keep them safe. Well, we started doing these large uh, barbecues and the idea was to bring people up to the school and to bring the neighborhood in. We wanted to become the center of that uh, environment and the center of uh, activity for that area. And so we started doing these neighborhood barbecues and we did them even before our safe walk to school nights. We did it as a, a pre kind of a meet the teachers and we did it with uh, we ended up purchasing a, a large grill. And we did it in the back parking lot of the school. And these events were a way to get people to the school and to meet the teachers and to provide resources for the families um, as well. Because besides making hot dogs and giving free food, we also had uh, refreshments, cookies, chips. We got a lot of donations. We found a way to get... um, a lot of food and stuff, so that we could give things out for free. And at that time, I had a grant and I had some money that we could do T-shirts. So we did school T-shirts. We were giving away school T-shirts, and getting those out into the neighborhood, which helped develop pride in the neighborhood and get people into the building because we knew some of the people um, probably had not had uh, positive experiences with the school. So we wanted them to think about the school in a positive manner. So we we gave away. Uh, these pride t-shirts and then we gave away some drawings uh throughout the night i had a dj uh we used a guy called (laughs) little joe he had a van he'd back up and put his big speakers out and he was a, a real dj but he was really good and and he'd hand me the mic at different times and i would talk about uh the importance of coming to school and uh how important their attendance was and then just different things that I wanted the parents to know so I had a captive audience and in a good way and we could tell them all about the school and how we were going to work together and partner for their kids and try and get them into better careers and break some of that generational poverty that was going on. And it was uh, real effective, I thought, because we had a lot of different uh, organizations involved with us. We had uh, Project Impact, which was uh, a group that was involved with the school and we met in the library at the school and it met with our Neighborhood Association, which was part of our school. We didn't have a PTA or a PTO, but we had this um, Neighborhood Association and the Neighborhood Association was very strong and we had a lot of support. And then we had a lot of people involved through this project Im- impact in the Neighborhood Association. And it eventually became uh Weed and Seed. And Weed and Seed is another federal program that works in conjunction with uh, schools and community and different agencies to uh, stop violence and to seed uh, more positive programs and get rid of drugs and gun violence and um, basically seed more positive activities. And we had uh, uh, things like the Omaha Housing Authority and uh, Urban League and the Fire Department and the Police Department and Chicano Awareness Center and Girls Inc. and um, people from the mayor's office and uh, different offshoots and groups from that Um, office including city councilmen that would even come to those meetings and it was uh, pretty large meetings and the meetings themselves um, were very active and got a lot done I may address that in another uh, topic sometime but the good thing was that our barbecues, our big barbecues, we invited all these agencies to come, and these agencies had tables set up and they had a chance to have resources for uh, families and for kids and uh, give out freebies and give out information and could help them get anything from housing to different services and we could provide for our our school community so there was some good it was a good way to get resources out to the families and the kids that were coming up there and we had them in a good way as kind of a captive audience so we could talk about our attendance and our pride powers and the things that we're doing to to develop uh, what we called at the time our bear pride Um, and it grew it grew into a big event and we pretty much did it annually we did it every year before school started and the community kind of got used to this happening and we would play the music really loud. It'd be throughout the whole neighborhood. I mean, everybody would come up uh, to the school so they knew to come to the school. So it was, it was a good way to get partners in the school together and very effective, very effective. So it's so important to have uh, different partners too as a school. I mean, when you're a new principal, you're developing partnerships and you're getting people um, connected to the school, but it's so important to have those, those, those good connections and to continue to make those good connections so that you can all kind of push forward to help the kids and families. Um, we even had our, our foster grandparents, and we had, uh, you know, Miss Laverne Harris was amazing. She was, and still considered my grandma. She is still amazing, but so active in the community, and Belinda Malone, and Belinda Malone was uh, by president of my neighborhood association that met at the school, and that was kind of our form of the PTA, and she actually had a, pretty serious disease but was so giving and wouldn't even talk about what she had. She didn't care about what she had. She wanted to work with the school and worked with the community and worked really hard. Her kids attended that school and um, she had a son and daughter and she really worked at doing community events with me and actually doing uh, marches and all kinds of things. So it was very effective having her in the mix and she worked with me until she finally passed um, while I was still principal there, but she was a big loss to the community because she was a powerful force in that community and bringing people together and getting things done. Um, as a school, we also had a family room and we not only had checkout materials, but we had, uh, games and things that they could, uh, as well as books. And, uh, we had parents that would come weekly for classes, and they'd work with our family room liaison, who was really good about giving uh, classes on English and teaching Hispanic parents um, everything from English to different um, things about even taxes. Um, We even had tax night at different times, and then we even had GED classes in the library for a long time. So we had a lot of offerings for our neighborhood and uh, a lot of offerings to help even the families learn more about citizenship and just to even get more skills that they need to to function better in our society and we started a fast program and that was families and students together and that actually families signed up for and they they got to eat a family meal and there were kind of counselors that kind of helped them build um, some regular family routines within that meal like uh uh, relationship skills and playing some games and doing some, uh, family building activities. And that went on for, we did that for a few years. That was a really good program. And then we also had, uh, Tom Warren is a a friend of mine and he is the former police chief. I'm sure everybody's aware of that, but he had the police athletic league and was really instrumental in getting some, uh, different, um, activities out to the youth in different neighborhoods uh, that would keep them out of trouble. And one of them was the Police Athletic League. And we had that in our building. And uh, I'm trying to think of when that was, but I think it was from like 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I know it started quite a bit later. And we also had uh, morning kids clubs. So, you know, that's run through the foundation, the Omaha Schools Foundation. And that was a a great uh, way to give uh, some kids time to kids, either before or after school. We had it in both Yeah, we had a morning and after-school kids' club. And we also had a CLC, which was, at the time, it was called a community learning center. And we had federal dollars for these community learning centers. And and I had some, too. And I had a a supervisor or coordinator of that program that would run uh, about 13-plus classes after school. And that kind of ran right after we dismissed, they'd go to the CLC and they'd have a snack and they actually at the CLC would actually get dinner too. So it, they actually had the potential to be in our building for a long time if they really needed to be. Um, we had that project impact. It was involved to, you know, getting rid of the violence and drugs. And, uh, we did activities like marches and that was the same thing with weed and seed. We did, uh, Walk the talk and meet the challenge. And these were all big activities that we did on weekends. And we'd do these big rallies on a Saturday. And the churches were active that were in our neighborhood there too. And we'd set up and do the same kind of thing as our big barbecue. We'd do um, free hot dogs and free food. And we'd have agencies available. We'd have the police out there making uh, developing relationships with the families and the kids. We'd have uh, probation out there. We'd have all kinds of different services. The fire department would be there. And we had the, the closest schools that we could that could be involved and anybody that was feeders involved and agencies. And it was a great time because then we also gave them the messages that we wanted to give them. Um, I can remember even marching through the, the projects at one point and we were talking about no more drugs and violence because there had been so much in a, a short period of time so that we actually marched through there with the school uh, and the people that were at that whole event and we're shouting and we're, we're talking about we're done with the violence and we don't want that anymore in our neighborhoods. And, I mean, we we're making a stand and a good, strong statement for what we wanted that uh, school community to become. And the police worked hand in hand with us through a lot of these different initiatives and um, did different arrests and did a lot of things to help clean up the area. So it it became a really strong uh, community and we had tutoring, of course, at the school. We had mentoring. Uh, we brought in a lot of resources and we brought in a lot of different community to get the things done that we needed to needed to get done. Um, we used uh, Girls Inc in the neighborhood and it's a great organization that was working with uh, some of our youth and our girls at the school. And then we had a lot of programs through the mayor's office and some of those I was connected with outside of the school, but they were uh, anything from like uh, strengthening neighborhoods and communities and um, Project Impact and bullying and other citywide efforts like Bright Futures at the time and Bright Futures Early Childhood Task Force. And then I was on the Mental Health Task Force uh, with Bright Futures. So I got involved in things I knew that could help our school and were helping our whole school district. And they were things that also kind of reciprocated and helped us. So they're all good things. And the point is your school has to get involved in things. I mean, there are so many things out there. And if you want your school to succeed and you want your staff and your school community to continue to grow and to be better and better, you've got to get more involved in some of the things you do or need to do. And I want to continue this probably in another uh, episode. I think I'll do it next time because this time I even only talked about the high poverty school and some of these things. We even continued at the next building I was in and the next one after that. But we, we had a, a, a vision of what we wanted the area to look like and, and we did a lot of things to help support the kids and the families of that school. So you have to look at your demographics and you have to look at the needs of your culture. And our culture had a lot of needs at the time. So we did a lot of things to improve that. And I'm going to go ahead and end with a quote again this time. And the quote I have is, people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And that was Rob uh, Siltstan or and and great quote, great quote by him. And as always, I want to remind you to keep promoting positive leadership and remember that culture changes through successful leadership. Until next time, stay positive. Been listening to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by breadandersonconsulting.com.